They have bad taste or smells, but there's even more to be concerned about. City water contains harmful chlorine and chemicals, which enter our bodies while showering, cooking, and washing food. Bottled water or sink filters don't protect you. Quad Max. HydroCare's revolutionary whole house system provides healthy, clean, great-tasting water from every faucet with virtually no pressure loss. It's the only one of its kind with four times the purification capacity in one compact unit, and it's only $495. The water quality far exceeds that of a system selling for twice the price. So take charge of your family's health. HydroCare, the smart technology for all your water problems. Try now, pay later. Go to bestfiltertoday.com. That's bestfiltertoday.com. Or call now, 1-866-984-6024. That's 1-866-984-6024. The revolution in clean water is here. Hydro Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Good afternoon. Chuck Moore speaks. This is your host, Chuck Morse. Monday through Friday, 10 till noon, Eastern Standard Time, 9 to 11 Central Time at the uh, Memphis, Tennessee headquarters of the IRN USA Radio Network. You're welcome to join the program, 901-509-8957, 901-509-8957. And my guest this segment is author Curtis Meng. He is um, the author of several of two books of conservative political humor, which is something that is lacking and is much needed in these days. And those books are The Constitution, I'm Not Kidding, and Other Tales of Liberal Folly, and The Smell of Politics, The Good, The Bad, and The Odorous. Curtis, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Well, we're awaiting the arrival of my guest, Curtis Mang. Um, I see that he's on the board, but um, I'm not hearing him. Anyway, um, until he gets here, this is we're having a few technical glitches today, I'll acknowledge. Um, Again, the number 901-509-8957 is the number. Curtis Mang should be up with us shortly. Um, And uh, he's got some some pretty biting, satirical looks at politics today. Um, You know, he's also a pretty uh, well-seasoned radio talk show host, so it's always a pleasure to... uh, to, to talk with, with, with same such person. Um, I've, um, my books, of course, are available on Amazon Kindle. Just check them out. Go to Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E. Put that in your server, and up they come. But uh, meanwhile, I have launched yet another book project. I love to write. Writing is something that helps clarify thinking, I find. And uh, even with the what I've noticed over the past year, uh, being a slight, um, I don't know, dilution, I guess you might say, of uh, access to uh, relevant information on the Internet. Nevertheless, the Internet does still provide a very great and rich resource for those of us who know how to look for what we, know, what we need. 
you have to look a little harder, and there are less people who know how to do that as they come up because they've been exposed to, I would argue, somewhat of a contracted amount of information with regard to American history and the history of our times. But nevertheless, I'm still around, and I'm still in a position to to do the research and the due diligence necessary to uh, to get to um, to what I need to get to. So I urge my listeners, as I practice, to start to write articles, columns, blogs, and eventually to think of expanding those things as you get more experience into full-length books. And at this point, I'm very much into full-length books. I've written now 11 of those most of which have been published on i on um, Amazon Kindle, one of which was published by World Net Daily, I'm happy to say, that being the Nazi connection to Islamic terrorism. My new project is um, the uh, tentative working title of it is um, Pivots of Good and Evil, um, Events and Moments in History of Western Civilization. And uh, what I'm doing is I'm compiling very specific events with as close as I can approximate the date they occurred, the context in which they occurred, the personalities involved, and all aspects of those events, how they came about, the actual moment they came about, and then the consequences, at least immediate but also long-term, that were either for the good or for the evil. Now, this is not events, obviously, in our own lives as individuals, because we all, as flawed beings, we all have good and evil um, as aspects of our beings and as aspects of decisions and choices that we make from time to time that can either be for the good or for the evil. Um, Those are personal matters. Nor is this necessarily about, you know, the great battles of history that that turned uh, nations, you know, in favor or against uh, themselves. This has more to do with events that it profoundly affected our Western civilization's uh, move toward toward individual freedom, which I view as um, as a great virtue, and and as such tempered by um, Judeo-Christian values, which I also view as a given. And uh, this is not about Eastern cultures. It's not about India or China. Uh, and that's not to in any way denigrate those cultures. It's simply about Western civilization, because as an American citizen, I am living in the very fruits of that Western civilization. I've been blessed, and I've been given the great gift of being born in this country, which is something that uh, I value and I don't take for granted. And as such, I am looking at how I got here, how Western civilization evolved from the very beginnings, until it it has reached the point where I am today, and I take a look at the various events that that advanced those principles, and those which retarded or regressed those principles. Um, my hope, and, and it's a fascinating piece of research. As I develop this, I am really looking forward to going deep into various events that I argue, and I start with the Bible. Uh, being the sort of received wisdom, the conventional view of the history of Western civilization. Uh, Then I go through, I'll be going through the influence of Greek philosophy, Roman law, British concept, uh, early, the early church and and Catholic concepts of subsidiarity and morality, 
then on to British concepts of limited government, culminating in the Magna Carta, then on to the American Revolution and the establishment of the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights, uh, that then the reaction against that, which was a coup d'etat in France that led to the reign of terror, which was, of course, an evil event. And, and then the other various events, both of good and of evil, very specific events that have brought us up to the present day. And my hope in writing this book is not only to clarify my own thinking on these matters, but to hopefully lead others to make their own lists of what they view as good and evil. Um, you know, these are, you know, my, these, these, these basically, are, the book will be, will consist of my opinion. And, um, and I hopefully will, you know, I'm, I'm going to attempt to, to lay out that opinion in, in what I would hope are rational terms to make my argument with regard to why I do believe these things are either good or evil and how I define good and evil, which is conventional to Western thought. Um, but I hope to stimulate such conversation and thought amongst all of us. We should all be examining what we view as good and what is evil. And the ultimate uh, utility of this, and hopefully the ultimate results of this, will be that we will once again begin to exercise our philosophical muscle as individuals with regard to doing just that, defining the good, exposing the evil. That's what makes us different than the animal kingdom. That's what makes Western civilization particularly what it is, because one of the great gifts, not only of the Bible, of Moses at Sinai, but also of, I would argue, the Greeks, the Romans, and the early Christians, and right on till today, is this understanding that good and evil exist, and that good and evil are definable, and that we have worked, we have gone through millennia of experience and trial and error and uh, accumulated wisdom to be able to craft to craft a very high level definition of the good and the evil, and that uh, there are forces, and I would argue that. They are evil forces. Uh, evil being, in a sense, my, my my conception of evil, influenced by my own Jewish background, and, and that is that evil exists in a vacuum of good. In other words, when good is not asserted, when good is not stated, when good is not understood, then in the vacuum of such understanding or lack of understanding, one has evil. And that, in a sense, the um, the zeitgeist, if you will, the uh, the sort of the the moral milieu of our society today, is one in which we blur the lines between that which we view as good and that which we view as evil, and that indeed such blurring of those lines is uh, something that not only is accepted as a uh, as a given, but it's actually seen as quite fashionable and that it is seen as quite, therefore, unfashionable and inappropriate to, uh, to get into uh, defining good and evil. It's seen as impolite. It's seen as not right. Uh, who are you to decide what's good and evil? Well, 
in a sense, as mentioned, the conventional understanding of, of good and evil in the West is not something that emanates from the individual per se, but that the individual looks to received wisdom. Uh, and I would argue, from a Judeo-Christian standpoint, they look to a divine source of that wisdom as, as the means by which they measure that which is good and evil and their own, we, our own individual lives. And, uh, you know, this was the great gift, in a sense, of Western civilization, the, de- the definition of good and evil. This is what sets us apart from other cultures in, in India, in China, you know, in uh, the Buddhism and in Hinduism. They don't have this sharply defined identification. In a sense, their whole goal, their, their theology and their viewpoint is that good and evil need to be emerged or overcome. And that Eastern look, and again, I'm not criticizing here because I think that the Eastern faiths give many great gifts, but this particular aspect is one that has become grafted into our Western views, and it is not it is not something that's consonant, quite frankly, to what has led us to being the great civilization that we are. So that's the project that I'm working on right now. Um, I'm really enjoying that, and. Um, Hopefully, after the break, we'll have my guest. Um, let's see. The the number is out of service. Oh, dear. Well, <laughs> I guess I'll have to reach uh, Curtis Mang about that. Let me make sure. I'll send my uh, my uh, guy here the right another number. Maybe that maybe I didn't get it right. Um, let me just do that, and we'll see. I that that could be my fault. I mean, I'm I certainly that certainly would not be. Uh, you know, something. I mean, I certainly have made those sorts of mistakes before. All right, I just sent another another number here. I think another number. Let's see if this one works, um, and we'll see if we could get my guest on the line. Um, I haven't. Uh, oh boy, he gave me a different number. Maybe this will work. Okay. Um, so we're going to take a break soon, and uh, and then we'll go to my guest uh, Curtis Mang. Um, I think that I hear a commercial coming up, but uh, either way. You're welcome to join us, 800-901-509-8957 is the number, 901-509-8957. And what is on your mind this afternoon, huh? Hello, Mike. Okay, new kid, here's your company phone. I've pre-programmed it with every number you need in life. The first one's my personal number. Never call it, ever. The second one is 1-800-GRANGER. Use it for everything else. Any problem you have, they can help. I've also loaded the Granger app for you. You can download it for free. Tippy-tap on the spot. Your solution is on its way. Granger. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Do you wish you could look younger in just minutes? Listen to this real-life magical transformation. In just two minutes, I literally watched my wrinkles, bags, and puffiness disappear. It didn't take two weeks or two days. It just took two minutes. Experience your own two-minute magic with Genie Beauty. No expensive surgery or scary injections. This clear serum is simple, affordable, and in two minutes you'll be saying, I look younger, and I have simply flawless skin. It's magic. Over four million people have experienced the Genie Magic and a free trial offer is available so you can create your own two-minute magic. Call 800-722-7644. Watch the appearance of years of wrinkles and bags disappear for free. The magic starts today. Call 800-722-7644 now for your free 30-day trial. Just pay shipping. Gain the confidence younger-looking skin gives you with your own two-minute magic. Call for your free trial now. 800-722-7644. 800-722-7644. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or your business income reduction is keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. And my name is Ron Legrand, and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-493-4653, 24 hours, and leave your information, I'll send the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-493-4653, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-493-4653. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-493-4653. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. So I knew it was important to have life insurance to protect our family, but I was putting it off. But then yesterday, a girlfriend of mine asked me, point blank, what would happen if you lost your husband? How would you pay the bills? The mortgage? The car payments? Food? And that's when it really hit me, and I realized I needed to get us life insurance right now. So I called AIG Direct, and in less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $18 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing the kids and I are protected. And my husband was so happy I got the quote. Save up to 70% when you get term life insurance through AIG Direct. Call now for a free, no obligation quote. It only takes five minutes and you could save up to 70%. 1-800-856-7994. That's 1-800-856-7994. Call 1-800-856-7994. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. For almost two decades, I've been helping families build home businesses. Many have been astounded at what they've been able to achieve. Today, I want to introduce you to my newest and most exciting home business concept ever. It's MaxAchieve.com. If you'd like to earn $500 to $5,000 or more a month working from home, check out MaxAchieve.com or call 800-801-3465. 800-801-3465. Chuck Morse Speaks. And Curtis Bank is with us. He is the author of two books of conservative political humor, which is something that's greatly lacking today and which we all need and should have, those books being The Constitution, I'm not kidding, and other tales of liberal folly 
and the smell of politics, the good, the bad, and the odorous. Curtis, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Curtis, if you could throw some sardonic and humorous light on uh, today's politics, then you're worth your weight in gold, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I hope I can. That's that's my goal, is to is to to make uh, make today's politics, which uh, uh, can make one cry, uh, hopefully can make one laugh a little bit, too. Well, you know, there's one subject which I do not find to be exactly a barrel of laughs, and uh, I wonder if you might comment on this, and that is the uh, rollout of Obamacare. Uh, well, it is, it is a, a disaster, to, to, to say the least. And I think uh, if you look at first the design um, and then the implementation, it is, while it is disastrous, I think one thing it does show is the folly of, of big government. And I think, uh, in fact, I saw I saw online recently that uh, there was some poll where uh, people were um, picking uh, the top, <coughs> excuse me, the top conservatives for uh, 2013, and, and who would be conservative of the, of the year? And I suggested it was Barack Obama because who has done more for uh, uh, limited government and the, and the defense of limited government than Barack Obama? <laughs> so, I know you I, might you say know, he's I, even been bigger than Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. When you think about it, I mean, he's, you know, when you look at the rollout and how poorly executed uh, the the, uh, uh, the the website was, it's, you know, it's, it's astounding. And you figure, well, you know, these guys were supposed to be brilliant in, uh, in the execution of the Obama campaign, and uh, and it was just hysterical to see how badly uh, it rolled out. I mean, when you've got people who intend on uh, uh, getting insurance through the website, and they don't know if they've got it, and they, it takes days to do it, and once you do it, you don't know if the if the insurance company has has any information. They certainly haven't been paid. It's like this is this is the folly of of epic proportions. Well, you know, Curtis, I suppose we should be. Uh, I mean, first of all, we should be in a way glad, in a certain dark way, that it is such a disaster. Because if it was not a disaster, we'd have a complete federal takeover of our health of our health care and of our ability to to make choices over our own lives. And uh, so I suppose in the broad sense, and the other aspect to it is that what what other could it be than a disaster? I mean, it's something that's not fitting this nation, a big nation of 350 million people, you know, with 50 states to to try to impose this sort of uh, big, you know, government program on the people. It just isn't, it doesn't resonate with the way people are today, with the way the country is today, which is that we're all moving more toward uh Independence, you know, like you, you probably are like me, Curtis, and that, uh, you know, I work from home. I mean, I, the, the program is carried by a big network in Memphis, Tennessee, but I broadcast from Boston at a home uh -huh. studio, and I write my books and my columns from my home computer. And I think that my what I'm doing is probably more and more people every day are running their affairs either from home or they 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 report to a company and then they do it at home or. You know, they they go in and to the company a couple of days a week, but they also 
have the flexibility, and it's, it's because of the great blessings of modern technology that we are moving away from these gigantic, massive government programs that might have been appropriate in the 1930s when you had, you know, 50,000, you know, 5,000 people punch a time clock at a, at a factory. But, right. but, but it's not, it's not something that, it's just not today. It's, it's not the future. Well, and, and that I think speaks to, speaks to liberalism in general in that uh, they like the one size fits all approach rather than uh, the entrepreneurial approach, which is, you know, whatever works best, works best. And, uh, you know, I think that's, that's one of, again, a great folly of, of liberalism and progressive, progressivism where, uh, you know, the, the ruling elite think they know better and they're out to prove it. Well, when we've seen the result of Obamacare and, and uh, you know, I, I have to tell you that, um, you know, kind of a, what, what I find to be a rather amusing story and was actually uh, what kind of pre- pre- precipitated writing my first book. Mm-hmm. And that is as Obamacare was working its way through Congress, uh, I, I had written a letter to my, a letter to the editor to my local All right, well, let's get back to it after the news break. Curtis Mang is my guest. He's an author. The good, the bad, and the like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-970-6154 24 hours and leave your information, I'll send the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6154-24 hours and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6154. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-970-6154 now. Is your air conditioning working? Do your carpets need cleaning? Or maybe you're ready to have your house painted. Big or small, whatever your home improvement needs, now it's easy to find the right home pro for your project. Log on to rebuild.homeadvisor.com. HomeAdvisor is a free online resource with instant access to pre-screened remodelers, roofers, maids, and many other home contractors. Just go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com. HomeAdvisor has a network of licensed contractors in hundreds of home improvement categories. If you you need an electrician, plumber, architect, or any other home service, visit rebuild.homeadvisor.com. It's easy and it's free. It's easy and it's free. And it's the source to find neighborhood recommended contractors in your area. Now you can hire a pre-screened home pro with confidence. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com. It's quick, it's free, and there's no obligation. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. Curtis Mang is my guest. We're talking about uh, politics in the context of his two books, The Constitution, I'm Not Kidding, and Other Tales of Liberal Folly, and The Spell of Politics, The Good, the Bad, and the Odorous. 
available on Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble. Uh, Curtis, you were talking about the uh, how you uh, what you realized when you were writing your first book. Well, as I was saying, what kind of what precipitated it was a a letter to the editor that I had written to uh, my local paper, and I was I was comparing the number of pages in uh, in the Obamacare legislation, which was you know roughly two thousand, uh, to the Constitution, which is you know about thirty, and. Uh, uh, what was interesting was uh, the letter was was published, and uh, uh, a number of people commented on their on, online edition. Uh, some of which I, I found quite humorous, although they were unintentionally so. You know, for instance, uh, someone who who responded uh, in, uh, to my to my argument about the number of pages in Obamacare compared to the uh, uh, Constitution, he said uh, regarding uh, Obamacare, don't you know that it's double spaced? And I thought that's just hilarious that uh, you know a liberal would take the time to comment on on that, and and the only thing they've got to say is, well, gee, if it wasn't double spaced, that they'd, they'd be they'd be roughly the same. I think is his point, but I thought that's just silly. You know? Well, that's and that's then, so uh, typical. That's so typical, Curtis. I can't tell you the time when I've interviewed liberals on this show, and I used to have a liberal co-host. You know, and you say something, you know, it, it, you know, you'll say, well, on March 3rd of, of 2007, so-and-so did this, and then they point to you and they go, well, actually, it was not March 4th. You're lying. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know they'll find, or, or, if you, or if you talk about somebody, you have to have your source so carefully nailed down. It's like, well, actually, this was on page six of the New York Times on March 8th, 2009, mm-hmm. On line number two, article written by so and so, and I will quote as follows. You know, this is yeah, just, it's, it's yeah. And, and your quote, your quote suggests it was a period, not a semicolon, and they want to challenge you on that. <laughs> no, it's a it's, it's classic leftism. You know, it's uh-huh. a tactic that uh, all of a sudden they become hyper literalist and legalist when they go after their opponents, but uh, for themselves they can make these sweeping statements that uh, have no citing at all, and they just make vague references. You know, in a sense, not only is it a tactic, but it gets into their their worldview, which is relative. Everything exactly is, right. is good for our power is good, and whatever hurts our power is bad. It's nothing to do with any conventional understanding of what's good and evil. Oh, yeah, and, and they, you know, they, they rarely want to, to argue argue the points on merit. Uh, it's it's attacking the messenger or, or as you say, you know, throwing out out outrageous uh, outrageous statements that that you know may or may not have any any validity. Now let me ask you, Curtis, since you're also a radio host and you're an author, um, I've been doing radio now for over ten years, and there was a period of time when I had a lot of liberals and people on the left who come on my program and debate me and. Usually in a pretty friendly manner, and it was very. I had some of the big name liberals too, like Noam Chomsky, who came on my show many times, and uh, and Gloria Steinem. Um, Interesting. And I've noticed in recent years, particularly this past year, nobody wants to come on anymore. And I don't know if it's me personally, or if it's just that I, I perceive somewhat of a, of a major rift and separation in that the left is sort of dropped around the wagons around itself. They don't want to talk to anyone other than themselves. Well, I, I think that is true because I think uh, in, in particularly the last few months, uh, you know, they understand that, 
uh, Obamacare, uh, the IRS, the NSA, uh, a number of other uh, issues, scandals that have come up uh, over the last year within the Obama administration, they're going to get asked about and going to have to comment on. Now, as you, know, as you rightly suggested uh, a few minutes ago, um, you know, they, they, will, they will try to obfuscate and, 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 and dance around the issues, but uh, I think they'd rather just avoid it's not working for Obamacare at all. Okay, we're going to be right back. Uh, we get one more break here. Curtis Mang's my guest. Of your wealth in gold and silver coins protect your assets from inflation? Does a grizzly defecate amongst the tall foliage? Do pirates like to say, argh? Do politicians in diapers need to be changed frequently, and for the same reason? Well, if you've answered yes to any of these questions, you certainly understand the need then to own gold and silver coins. Come to usgoldcoins.com or call us at 1-800-878-2646 and protect your wealth by acquiring gold and silver United States coins. usgoldcoins.com, 1-800-878-2646. As you are enjoying this program, please consider the following. If the value of your money is based solely on the number of paper dollars in circulation, what does a massive increase in the supply of money mean to you? How does quantitative easing affect the value of your wealth? Will printing by central banks around the world change the nature of the buying power of your money? If this is all the case, what is an investor to do? usgoldcoins.com highly recommends that people diversify their wealth. Call us today and learn how you can acquire physical gold and silver coins to help divide your assets into a number of areas that will provide greater protection against an inevitable loss in buying power by the excessive printing of capital. If we can't control Washington, if we can't control the central banks, it is up to the individual investors to protect their own wealth. Do you have a sufficient amount of gold and silver coins? Please call us today, 1-800-878-2646, or log on on the web at usgoldcoins.com. working? Do your carpets need cleaning? Or maybe you're ready to have your house painted. Big or small, whatever your home improvement needs, now it's easy to find the right home pro for your project. Log on to rebuild.homeadvisor.com. HomeAdvisor is a free online resource with instant access to pre-screened remodelers, roofers, maids, and many other home contractors. Just go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com. HomeAdvisor has a network of licensed contractors in hundreds of home improvement categories. If you need an electrician, plumber, architect, or any other home service, visit rebuild.homeadvisor.com. It's easy and it's free. It's easy and it's free. And it's the source to find neighborhood recommended contractors in your area. Now you can hire a pre-screened home pro with confidence. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com. It's quick, it's free, and there's no obligation. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and Curtis Mang is my guest. We're talking politics here. Uh, Curtis, so uh, 
I see a diminution of uh, communication and a circling of the wagons. And I think that, as you say, you know, they can't explain some of the politics of today. It's just it takes a bigger gyration for them and, and then then even during, you know, we could go back in history during the Hitler Stalin mm-hmm. Pact when they uh, the far left was supporting Hitler and trying to keep the United States out of the war. And then when Hitler double crossed his socialist ally in June of 1941 by attacking the Soviet Union, they then went on a 180 degree turn and they became super warlike. But, uh, you know, that hurt them and it hurt a lot of people left the left as a result of it. So I think that now they're just keeping their head low. Well, and it's interesting, you know, as you know, there are uh, a lot of of congressmen and and some senators that are up for re-election this year who uh, voted for Obamacare and uh, don't want Barack Obama anywhere near their, their campaigns. And yeah, Mary Landrow from uh, Louisiana comes to mind, and mm. you know, I think at some point before her campaign is over, you know, not only will she deny voting for Obamacare, I think she'll deny voting for Obama and maybe even deny knowing who Obama is. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's like they can't keep him far enough away, but um, you, you know, this is this election is going to be pivotal. I mean, if the uh, Republicans take back the U.S. Senate and they increase their margins in the House and maybe take a few governorships, then Obama is going to be a, a lame duck by any standards. Um, I, you know, I think that if things start looking bad, because it's, we're, we're talking about less than a year away, but by probably by the late spring, early summer, if things are looking really bleak for the Democrats, I think that they're going to throw Obamacare and Obama under the bus just to save their own hides. I, I think that's entirely possible. And and the thing is, I, th- there is nothing about Obamacare that I see getting better. Right. Um, you know, the, the website is has improved since its, its rollout in, in October to some degree, although they still don't really have a back end where they can actually pay the insurance companies or the insur- let the insurance companies know who's actually enrolled in Obamacare, which seems hmm. to me uh, a rather crucial point. Yeah, um, I'd say so. And, okay, we'll be right back for another break. Sorry about that. If the value of your money is based solely on the number of paper dollars in circulation, what does a massive increase in the supply of money mean to you? Will printing by central banks around the world change the nature of the buying power of your money? If this is all the case, what is an investor to do? USGoldCoins.com highly recommends that people diversify their wealth. Call us today and learn how you can acquire physical gold and silver coins to help divide your assets into a number of areas that will provide greater protection against an inevitable loss in buying power by the excessive printing of capital. If we can't control Washington, if we can't control the central banks, it is up to the individual investors to protect their own wealth. Do you have a sufficient amount of gold and silver coins? Please call us today, 1-800-878-2646, or log on on the web at usgoldcoins.com. Chuck Morse speaks. We are back. Curtis Mang is my guest. He is the author of two uh, books of conservative political humor, the Constitution, I'm not kidding, and other tales of liberal folly, 
and the smell of politics, the good, the bad, and the onerous. Uh, he reports when it was reported that the NSA was collecting phone data from the various cell phone companies. I wrote at the time that as a Verizon customer, it was at least good to know that I had free mobile, the free mobile to government minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. Curtis? <laughs> Well, sometimes you got to try to find some bright side someplace, right? Yeah, really. Thanks a lot. I mean, this is uh, it's almost uh, like a transparency. Yeah, I can't believe that that's happening. And I can't believe that um, people seem to shrug their shoulders and say, yeah, so, I mean, I've done nothing wrong. I'm not going to worry about it. You know, I I think a lot of people look at, well, I don't see it affecting my my daily life, so therefore I'm not concerned. Uh, but if you look at the bigger picture, and to me it doesn't seem very hard to look at the bigger picture, uh, you know, you, you see uh, our, our privacy uh, eroding uh, to the point where it's it's non-existent. Um, I think that's probably caused some concern whether you see it, uh, you know, directly every day or not. And and that's mm. just that to me is just part of of going through life. Well, the fact that people are not concerned shows that I think an, a, a greater symptom of a sort of a dumbing down that's occurred in this country for the past maybe half a century, mm-hmm. even going back. I mean, it's sort of an apathy, a sense that we can't do anything about government because we don't control it, mainly because we do control less and less of it. As these agencies can make law as they see fit, and there's a sense that. Um, People just, uh, I don't know, it reminds me of the movie, remember the movie Network? Yeah. Um, you, you know, he, he took his head out the window and he's like, you know, I'll be, as long as I have my radial tires and my color TV, I don't <laughs> care. Well, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. But, right. you know, right. he, he was surrounded, the main thrust of that story was that there was apathy in the face of increased restrictions and freedom and that people were... They had disengaged. Maybe that's a, a part of human nature, but um, I don't think that was true as much in the past. I think that that's well, a change. And, and it's and it's interesting that uh, you know the the greater communication uh, abilities there are through you know uh, internet, uh, social media, and such. Uh, it seems the less engaged we become, which seems counterintuitive. Uh, but uh, that that seems to be the case, I think. But uh, you know, con- conversely, I think you know we talk about the NSA, and 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 no one sees how that directly affects them. I think when when uh, going back to Obamacare for a moment, when when it was kind of a theoretical, uh, nothing had taken effect yet. Although it wasn't terribly popular, uh, people didn't oppose it. I think with with it the degree that they uh, oppose it now, because now they're seeing how it actually affects uh, their neighbor, their family themselves. And I think that is is triggering a lot of negative emotion about Obamacare in general. And and, uh, to to your point a few minutes ago, can can certainly open up a a great avenue for Republicans in both the House and the Senate in the coming election. Well, let's hope that remains to be seen. Maybe this could have woken up the giant sleeping giant. You know, as as the as the Chinese communists used to say about the United States, exactly, that, uh, exactly. Now, nothing that's that can not, wake that... us up more than seeing your insurance premiums double um, overnight. I mean, that's a that's a big shocker. 
It is. It is. That, that hits people, you know, directly in the pocketbook. And now they've got to manage their money month to month. And, and that, you know, that is clearly uh, something that affects everyone directly. Uh, now, it's not to say that the Republicans in Congress uh, can't figure out a way to screw up the election. Uh, right. They've been known to do that in the past, but, uh, uh, you know, we can all hope. Well, you know, they have this one issue, Obamacare, of which not a single Republican voted for it. And mm-hmm. not a single Republican stood by it. I mean, it's sort of, it, to me, it's an example of something that really should be hammered home. Um, and, and hung around the necks of the Democrats who will try to weasel out of it. Um, oh, I, and, and if they I, can I do agree. That, fact, they just, just recently I, I wrote that you know the Democrats are choking on Obamacare, uh, and the Republicans ought not perform the Heimlich maneuver. And in fact, they ought, ought to offer them some hors d'oeuvres or, or maybe uh, mm. maybe some breakfast or something. Although I think we're going to see a filthy election. You know, knowing what I know, it's going to get real ugly. They're going to, like, for example, what happened in uh, in uh, Virginia, I think, is a template where mm-hmm. you had the sleazeball McGalliff basically come up with a straw candidate running as a as a as a um, an independent, siphon enough votes away from his Republican opponent so that he could squeak in, and mm-hmm. and these sorts of tactics, which are um, Andre, I hope that uh, Greg Phillips gets all of the uh, import- the uh, attention that he should get. Uh, in his effort to bring this issue up publicly and nationally. And uh, already you see that he's only been in business for a week, and it's getting ugly now. This well, gets right the to the I, very I think, I think what's, what's, not only not only should he be getting bringing this to the center, but he's also one of the nonprofit groups that is getting uh, you know intimidated by the IRS in terms of the kind of rule. So that's one of the things that uh, he's, he's written testimony for Catherine Engelbrecht, who's going to be uh, giving delivering the testimony in Congress this week. About that, so it's not just the voter fraud issue; it's also the the issue of IRS intimidation of conservative and Tea Party groups. Oh, absolutely! And which groups are being intimidated? I mean, Obama the other day with uh, like a three million dollar house from Tony Resco when he was a state uh, senator in in uh, Chicago. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a, a recurring. That I don't I don't say that to 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 exonerate him in any way. I'm simply saying at least that way he's admitting it. So someone has to. Someone, then someone should be investigating it. You know. So you know. But yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. It's, well, uh, you know, that's uh, you know, I think that there's already been some of that direct on, and that's going to get ugly too. Uh, absolutely. But this caught, this uh, issue, the issue of voter fraud, this one goes right to the very core of the left wing enterprise. You know, they need this. They have to have voter fraud. I mean, the, the fact that uh, James O'Keefe exposed uh, ACORN, that was a shock to them. I mean, they weren't expecting that. And ACORN was um, at the height of its power at the time. They, were, uh, they actually had a contract with the U.S. Census Bureau to count, you know, to do the census. Can you imagine this group that's been indicted in 22 states for voter fraud over a period of 20 years? If the value of your money is based solely on the number of paper dollars in circulation, what does a massive increase in the supply of money mean to you? Will printing by central banks around the world change the nature of the buying power of your money? If this is all the case, what is an investor to do? USGoldCoins.com highly recommends that people diversify their wealth. 
Call us today and learn how you can acquire physical gold and silver coins to help divide your assets into a number of areas that will provide greater protection against an inevitable loss in buying power by the excessive printing of capital. If we can't control Washington, if we can't control the central banks, it is up to the individual investors to protect their own wealth. Do you have a sufficient amount of gold and silver coins? Please call us today, 1-800-878-2646, or log on on the web at usgoldcoins.com. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much, and we're back. Andre Traverse is my guest. We're talking about voter fraud. Andre, we've gone over the history of it. We had Greg Phillips on who talked at length about it. He's right on the cutting edge in terms of raising this issue nationally and hopefully getting lots of media exposure for it. And uh, any exposure is good. Uh, this gets right to the core of the of the liberal uh, enterprise right now. Well, and uh, I me, think he's doing a good it, job, he's very articulate, of countering this lie that uh, standing up for one man, one vote somehow means You've got something against African American men and women, right? Well, here's the thing that really, the, the thing that really I find, I do find, I'm cautiously optimistic about, and that is that George Soros tried this a few years ago, the Secretary of State project, and it failed, blew up in its face. So hopefully, the, the 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 project will fail on the left. The, the other good thing is we do have an off year election coming up, which makes it harder to steal. It's not as easy to steal. Of course, they still did it in 2010 with with. Um, Sharon Engel in Nevada, of course, part of the problem I think there was that you had gambling interests in certain counties that didn't want her because... Are you talking she, about that, like, the, the uh, voting machines in, like, um, in, it was in Nevada? Yeah. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. So, you know, that was, as I said, the service Not that she would have won anyway, but nevertheless, I mean, it was a big uh, role, you know, they pulled was, out he also, the She was also running against Terry Reid, of course, which, you know, they... Yeah. They had to steal that, but, you know, but... Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll be able to do something in the um, in the off year election. That's that's you know that's the one thing we've got going in our favor. And the other thing we've got going in our favor, hopefully, is is the House. And uh, you know, what we, what we really need is we just need. Well, I don't know if we can get a federal voter ID law, law but at the very least, we can get it in, in various states. No, it should it shouldn't be federal anyway. It should be state. And yeah. the states are, the states and the counties run the election. And that the uh, there have been were attempts. In 2012, by a couple of states to try to clean up their voter rolls, and they were attacked viciously by these um, this George Soros-funded phony baloney group of the William Brennan Institute, which was suddenly called up by all the mainstream media as something legitimate. And I mean, in Florida, for example, Governor Scott he simply was pointing out that the voter rolls were filled with people who were either no longer alive or who had left the state and that they were still registered to vote, and it would have been a normal function of the state secretary of state's office to go through those roles and get rid of those voters who are no longer voting. But that was seen as having something against African-American men and women. I mean, that was the mantra. And uh, you know, the whole thing, beside, you know, it's actually quite insulting to black people. I mean, are they suggesting that a black man or woman is not able to register to vote like anyone else, or get ID. I mean, are they, they're saying it's almost like they're, they're they're turning black people into like children, right? I mean, right. it's just ridiculous. I've never heard that. I know plenty of black people. They they, they register to vote. They drive. You know, I've, I remember saying this to my liberal co-host. You know, you should get out of the house a little bit and meet some people. Believe it or not, 
black people go to the grocery store and they have credit cards and they have they they get gas and they do just like you do. Yeah, the normal right, people. and actually, there's a lot. And believe me, believe it or not, you know, there's there's a, there's a black middle class or black professionals. Uh, you know, I mean, right. And if they're concerned with with poor black people who who maybe don't have proper ID, well, you know, first of all, if someone is collecting any public assistance, quite frankly, whether it be welfare or legal assistance or housing, don't they have to have ID to do that? And if they don't then I would think that the social workers that we're employing around this country to the tunes of billions of dollars, can they not help someone get, get proper well, ID? Well, I'll tell you something else, and this is very controversial, and I have no, this has nothing to do with race, but I actually would, I actually do think we should have restrictions on voting. I think if you can't, if you, don't, you should have to take some kind of a constitution test. If you don't know there are three branches of government, you shouldn't be voting. No, and, you know, I wouldn't even mind going back to literacy tests, frankly, as long no, as... No, no, we got that Voting Rights Act got rid of all that. You can't have poll poll tests, you know, tests and taxes. You know, every American citizen, regardless of what you you might think of them, they have a right to vote. That's a basic. Well, the but it's not in the Bill of Rights. Right. I mean, even even the even the founders said you had to own property. But I'm not saying we should go back to that. But right, I'm but saying that, that, but, but not every property owner was somebody you you would necessarily think was all that great a person. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we should make it a property uh, standard. We should. Have, the point is, the founders even did not think that every person should be allowed an equal vote. And I think we should. I think we should have some kind of standards about who. No, I don't I, think, I, voting, I, I, I think we should consider voting yeah, a privilege, not a right. I, mean, I think we should have a wide franchise for voting. You know, and 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 part of the um, the great move toward individual rights has been to expand that franchise. You know, has been to get rid of property tests, get rid of you know lower the age, get rid of race, <clears throat> get rid of gender. You know, this is uh, you know in a sense these are advances. That well, are those three things were arbitrary criteria: property, gender, race, are arbitrary. But I think if you you know if you are clearly uninformed, and by the way, I'm totally opposed to bilingual ballots as well. I mean, if you can't speak English and read well, English, I agree with you on that. But that will require a constitutional amendment to make English the official language, and I support that. Yeah, as long as it's only the language of government. I, I don't care what goes on in the That's right. Government. I mean, it doesn't tell people what they can't speak, but, but yeah, it should be the official language of the land. It's not, it's not a matter of being chauvinistic. It's just that if we, if our founding fathers start to start healing, that's not that the language. We'll be right back. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-220-0926. 1-800-220-0926. That's 1-800-220-0926. 1-800-220-0926. Author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Andre, there's so much more we could get into, but we all, we're running out of time here. We could talk about the Tea Party insurgency against the establishment of Republican candidates. 
We could talk about other dirty tricks by uh, Democrats, like what they did in the state of Virginia, have a straw candidate and other things we need to watch. But I just want you to comment. I just got the Rasmussen poll. I look at this every day. And they, they did a poll in, on the Kentucky Senate race. They have McConnell tied with the Democrat Grimes, 42 percent. What do you make of that? Well, I'm more concerned about the primary than I am about the Senate race. I mean, I, I would like to right. see right now. Right now, I'd like to see McConnell defeated. And frankly, if, if McConnell wins the, the 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 primary, which I hope he doesn't, but if he wins, I'd rather have a Democrat in there than him. I mean, he has been he has screwed uh, Republicans in so many ways uh, and conservatives. I mean, he's the one that was the architect of the debt deal that allowed Obama to unilaterally raise the debt ceiling by uh, uh, you know until February uh, until this month. Uh, without any congressional authority, or unless he gets a two-thirds veto from Congress, which is not going to happen, or two-thirds majority, and why? So he can get his, his a two million dollar dam in Kentucky. That you know, this is this is the kind these are the kind of corrupt people we have in the Republican Party, and these are the kind of people that need to be taken care of. And I'm much more concerned about their primary right now. Uh, that's really where my focus is. And well, I really do you like think that the reason McConnell is doing so poorly is because he's uh you know, involved with, uh, you know, it's kind of a liberal mugwump Republican? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I think the grassroots are finally catching on. They've got the, Internet, they've got... The, Repu- the reason he's tied with the Democrat is because conservative Republicans are not supporting him. That's right. That's okay. right. Absolutely. No, that's now, I've been, I mean, by the way, I've been, I've been trying to get Matt Bevan on our show, and it's been very difficult. He must be swamped because they just will not right. get back to me. Uh, well, but, this, you know, he's, this new he's, poll should should be very encouraging to him. We should get Get some comment from him for sure. Yeah, and by the way, Mr. Bevan, who's running against McConnell in the primary, it's going to be very hard to demonize him because he's, has, he has adopted a bunch of black kids. He and his family, so they can't call him a racist or a right. You know, all this. It's it's very, it's just actually the usual very, charges. That won't stop him. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't matter if he was Grandma Moses. They're still going to call right. him a racist. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. I mean, that's the that's what they did last time. Except last time. Instead of calling Mitt Romney a racist, they trumped up the whole uh, Trayvon Martin case just to remind people indirectly that somehow Republicans are racist. Anyways, Andre, thanks for joining me. We shall return to have bad taste or smells, but there's even more to be concerned about. City water contains harmful chlorine and chemicals, which enter our bodies while showering, cooking, and washing food. Bottled water or sink filters don't protect you. Quad Max. HydroCare's revolutionary whole house system provides healthy, clean, great-tasting water from every faucet with virtually no pressure loss. It's the only one of its kind with four times the purification capacity in one compact unit, and it's only $495. The water quality far exceeds that of a system selling for twice the price. So take charge of your family's health. HydroCare, the smart technology for all your water problems. Try now, pay later. Go to bestfiltertoday.com. That's bestfiltertoday.com. Or call now, 1-866-984-6024. That's 1-866-984-6024. The revolution in clean. 